Doesn't Christmas seem like it was two years ago? Guys, it was less than a month ago. Today, by the way, is Friday, January 22nd. We are just three weeks into the new year, and wow, what a crazy three weeks it's been already, huh? I think this year's going to give 2020 a run for its money. Hi and hello. You found the podcast for moms who don't have time for podcasts. You can think of me as your internet bestie as we share recommendations, laugh about the ridiculous things we see online, and cheer each other on. I'm Indiana Adams, and today, by the way, is the short and sweet podcast that hopefully brightens your day. I am so glad you're here. So the Friday before last, it was announced that I am the new community manager for the podcast. You have heard me talk about the podcast a thousand times because it is my favorite podcast. And and to be able to take all the things I love about the internet and combine it with my super niche skill set that I have and to be employed by people I've admired for so long is freaking unbelievable. I wasn't expecting the announcement to be made widely public that early, so it made me change some things up in my Today By The Way calendar. Originally, I was finally going to address my experience with depression, but I did not want to do that on a day when potentially people who don't know me, like you guys know me, would be dropping into the show for the first time. Plus, it's just really hard to talk about. I have sat down to write that episode like 10 times now, and you know, I think I could answer questions in an interview-like format, but I'm having a really hard time writing about the whole thing solo. So, That's TBD. Instead, I think I owe it to you to answer the question that people keep asking me. What's going to happen to this show now that I work for another show? In truth, that's probably the number one question I've gotten since the podcast media group announced. And that's totally fair. You want to know what's going to happen to this show, the show that you love. And while the truth is, I don't know. I do know it has to shift. And shift was my word of the year. You see, a little after my birthday in October, Chris and I were doing this year in review talk that we do. Today, by the way, had its one year anniversary on its horizon, and it was the three year anniversary of me being the social media director for the Ministry Birds on a Wire. I love that job and the team and my business partner, Katie. I honestly, I wouldn't change a thing. Today, by the way, Well, that's a little bit more of a complicated answer. This community is, I swear, you guys are the best community on the internet. Did you know in the year of doing this, I've never gotten a rude email or a bad review or an off-putting DM? That's, That's unheard of with an audience this size. We are kind and creative and we're helpful. Like if an online community could be voted Miss Congeniality, the internet besties, you guys, you would win that award hands down. Chris was sitting in the recliner in our bedroom and I was at my desk five feet away and he point blank asked me, why does today, by the way, feel hard if the people are so great? What do you want? Here's the thing. I wholeheartedly Believe in the concept of what this show is. It's short by design because we are busy women and 
We are aiming for a 15-minute episode, and so that makes the show a perfect companion to whatever you're doing. Like You listen to this while you're doing chores or driving or exercising or taking a break at work or taking a break from the kids. And it was designed to be twice a week on purpose. It was meant to start in your week. And the dream was to make it a daily show once I could afford to hire a team to carry some of the production work. There's no guests on purpose. Nothing against guests, but guests are usually trying to sell things, be it their services or their newest book or their expertise or their own podcast, which is fine. But I know from experience that recording with guests is exponentially more work. There's always audio issues, the editing takes four times longer, there's tricky schedules to coordinate, and you have to do more show prep, like read the guest's book or listen to their podcasts or listen to them on other podcasts. Plus, when I would interview guests, I would always have this nagging fear that me and the guest wouldn't have good rapport and the show would just feel flat. I always said if I had a guest that they'd have to be an actual friend or at least an honest-to-goodness celebrity that I fangirl over. I mean, you know I would never deny the opportunity to interview Taylor Swift or Blake Lively or Mindy Kaling or Jennifer Garner. I mean, those are my ultimates. Also on the show, there's no co-host on purpose. This is meant to feel like a chat with one friend, a conversation with your older sister. This is a personal blog in audio form. It has a participation feel to it, like like you and I are having a conversation instead of like you're eavesdropping on two other people chatting about their inside jokes and whatnot. Plus, coordinating with a remote co-host brings the same nightmares that comes with recording with a guest. At one point or another in the last year, I've thought about changing all of those factors, but then I think we lose what this show was designed to be. And like I said, I think we're onto something with this show. And when I really took a moment to ponder why the production of Today, by the way, felt so hard, it's none of those things. You see, at my previous podcasting hosting job with Coffee and Crumbs and with Birds on a Wire, who does the podcast called Wire Talk with Karen Stubbs, I was and I am a part of a team. I'm not solely responsible for everything. I have creative people to bounce ideas off of. I can spend my time doing the things delegated to me, the things that I'm best at, and I can relax in some areas, confident that my teammates have everything else covered, the things that they're best at. When you're part of a team that you love and admire, you energize and encourage each other. It's no sweat to do tasks that you don't love alongside the things that you do love because together you're creating this thing that serves a larger community. Rest can be built in because it's not all on you and camaraderie and shared vision makes it so that you don't feel the need to rest as often. So when Chris asked me, why does it feel hard? My honest answer was, because I really just want to work with people. I thought the solution was to hire a producer. So then I started crunching the numbers. Here is the part of the show where I pull back the curtain and talk very honestly how this podcast makes money. I've talked about how podcasts in general make money in a previous episode, but let me give you the specifics on this one. And forgive me if this is like too in the weeds for you, but I'm going to try to explain it the best that I can. Okay, I sell one baked in ad, which is an ad that stays in the show forever per episode. I could sell two, but I don't know, that feels a little weird on a show that's so short. Most of my ads come from an agency who does what's called a group buy. So a company like, say, HelloFresh will say to an agency or a number of agencies that they want their ad to reach, let's say, a million listeners within the first 30 days of the ad airing. 
podcasts set their rates anywhere between $18 to $30, $35 per 1,000 listeners in an episode's first 30 days. It doesn't matter how many downloads your show has had total, like over all of the episodes, or it doesn't matter how many downloads an episode gets in total over its lifetime. The number the ad partner wants is how many people will hear the ad in its first 30 days. And the agencies verify these numbers. You can't like lie about it. The data is right there. Once your audience consistently hits 5,000 downloads or listens, it's the same thing, per episode in its first 30 days, a few agencies will add you to their roster of shows that they use as part of fulfilling the numbers for these group buys. So, you know, they have to reach a million listeners. So they'll, they'll take kind of the big shows and then they'll fill in the gaps with little shows like this one. Honestly, most agencies will want you to have 10,000 downloads per episode in the episode's first 30 days, and the really famous agencies will require 25,000 or 50,000. When I launched today, by the way, I had an audacious dream that I would have 5,000 to 10,000 downloads per episode, first 30 days, in its first year. 5,000 would allow me to make $100 per episode, so that would be $800 a month. When I hit 10,000, which would be $1,600 per month, I would then hire a producer. I never hit that number. When the show launched, I had 1,000 downloads per episode, which is insane for a brand new podcast. Like there are podcasters who have been doing this for years and haven't had those kind of numbers. Like truly, it's incredible, especially for someone like me who isn't an influencer and who doesn't have a blog or a following that I've amassed for myself. And over the year, that number has steadily increased, depending on the topic. Y'all do not like discussions on race or anything too hot topic-y, but you do enjoy my personal stories. Again, this growth is incredible because a lot of podcasters reported about a 20% dip in listenership since COVID, since people are commuting less. And stop and think about it. Picture 2,000 or 3,000 people in a room coming to hear you talk or coming to hang out with you. This is mind-blowing to me. And Listen to me carefully. I am grateful for each and every one of you. My agency, who graciously works with me because they also get the vision of our show and they believe it will grow even though I don't meet their threshold of 5,000, they negotiated a $20 per 1,000 listeners. Math, math, math. Bottom line, after all my expenses, it turns out that I make $5 an hour. (laughs) Podcasting takes a lot of time if you are responsible for every bit of the production A to Z. Clearly, I am not in this for the money. I'm here for the community. But the numbers show you that I'm in no position to hire a producer or a co-host or an editor. And actually, between us, I love editing my own show. So all this means is that I'm facing a second season of working alone. And if the numbers turn the way they're turning now, I won't be able to hire another person until fall 2022. The show's monetary issue is an audience size issue. Listen, this is so important that you hear me on this. I do not have a problem with this audience size. It blows my mind that thousands of people listen to this every week. But the traditional way for shows to grow is twofold. Number one, by having guests and hope they spread the word about your show and their network. And number two, by being guests on other podcasts, which I don't do because I'm not selling anything and I can't reciprocate the favor. 
And you know what? Actually, there's a third a third issue. Time is a big factor. All the podcasts I love say that they didn't see big growth until after the two-year mark of consistently publishing episodes, and that usually came after some big break, like being shouted out by an established podcast. Most of the podcasts that you love have more than one advertisement as a moneymaker, and some have Patreon, which is extra content that they provide for a low monthly subscription cost. The Bible Recap does this. Birds on a Wire does this, and Coffee and Crumbs does this exclusively now. Some people use their podcast to sell their coaching services or e-courses. Jenna Kutcher's Gold Digger is a prime example of this. And a lot of people don't need their podcast to make money because they're using the show to get them speaking engagements or more social media followers, or they're already celebrities. <laughs> I wish I did, but I just don't have the margin to make more content for Patreon. And you know that I'm not using this show to establish my expertise about anything. You know, I don't have an e-course in me unless it's, I don't know, how to maximize your stomach to get the most for your money at an all-you-can-eat China buffet. And you just you just have to skip the rice. All that to say, all that to say is my dream with today, by the way, was to create community where women could connect with each other. And, and we're doing that. I am so proud of our Facebook group and the friendships that have grown out of this little podcast. I'm good at helping people feel like they belong to something good and wonderful, even among strangers on the internet. As much as I love being on the microphone and sharing my life, I'm not in this to make a name for myself. It's always been about making a safe and kind spot on the internet for like-minded women. I told my husband last fall, in kind of a desperate tone, that I just want to do what I do now, but with other people. And then the very next day, my favorite podcast in the whole world announced that they were hiring a community manager. And the job was something that I fit 100% of the very specific criteria that they were looking for. It didn't feel like a coincidence. By taking my dream job, I get to do what I've done here, but for a larger community that I've been a part of for nearly three years now, a community that I know a lot of you are also a part of. So long story short, this means that today, by the way, is going to shift in 2021. This is episode 93. The next seven episodes will be ad-free, and they will drop once a week when I can get to it. But it'll be content that you've requested, topics that you've asked me to do via our Facebook group. I want these final episodes to feel evergreen, so they won't be tied to current events or current sales or promotions. But fear not. Today, by the way, isn't going completely away. Most likely, and gosh, I'm still working this out and thinking through this. My hope is that I can do really off-the-cuff, unedited conversations or like weekly episodes for free on Substack, and those will come right to your inbox. It would be the same tone as this, me just talking to you, same purpose, same me, just a little more casual and with no sponsors. Instead of feeling like a podcast, they'll feel more like a quick phone call. Did you ever watch Felicity? She would make a recording into a tape player. You, you young ones have no idea what I'm talking about. And then she would mail the tapes to her friend to listen to. That's what I'd like season two of Today, by the way, to feel like. Between now and episode 100, I want to hunker down and launch myinternetbesties.com, which will be a portal to the Substack conversations and our incredible Facebook group, as well as have info about other fun stuff, like that book club we've been talking about doing forever and maybe gift exchanges. 
In the meantime, we have seven more episodes of season one ahead of us, and my goal is to make these last seven the best seven we've ever had. We've built something beautiful together, and truly, it was the highlight of my 2020. Okay, friend, that is it for today. I'm a little emotional, and if you are too, that's okay. There's not much for you in the show notes, but as always, let's continue this conversation in our private Facebook group called My Internet Besties. There are new chapters ahead for all of us, and no matter what yours are, I want to celebrate those with you. Today is a new day, and friend, I am cheering you on. Taking a break at work or taking a break from the kids, and it was designed to be... Oh gosh, (laughs) just crashed my desk.